Hello everyone. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. Uh, it has been more than a year that I post my last um, podcast, and um, I think I'm going to start this uh, new series that is going to be like every night uh, when I read something to you, uh, and then. Chat a little bit about uh, what I think about whatever that I'm reading, and hopefully it's going, um, it's going to be you know like like my effort to share all my thoughts uh, and what I think about that topic or subject uh, with you all. Just to set some clarification and expectation. I don't plan to edit out anything. It's just going to be like a one straight recording from beginning to the end. It might be like a long or short, depending on my mood. I hope you you'll be okay with that. Uh, just so uh, just so you know, today is February 9th and yesterday, February 8th, it was my birthday, and um, I'm I just feel so grateful. to celebrate my birthday yesterday and I feel uh, feel grateful and uh, with my life uh, feel feel grateful that I'm alive feel grateful that I have a job I have a career I have family and friends that love me um, and uh, you know uh, especially right now with all the pandemic that happened um I, I don't know like I don't think anyone knows you know what will happen in the future everyone everyone uh, of course is hoping for the best that the pandemic this COVID-19 is is going to go away soon that's what I'm hoping as well but no one knows uh, really you know what will happen uh, in the future so um, I'm not going to you know like a uh, Walk my mind with all of those things that I cannot control so like I said uh, starting today I'm going to read to you um, a book um, uh, for for this series I'm going to read I'm going to start with this book that I'm reading right now uh, it's uh, called The Daily Stoic um, 366 Meditation on Wisdom Perseverance and the Art of Living by Ryan Holiday and Stephen Hanselman. I hope I I say the uh, the name of the author correctly. I apologize if I'm not saying it right. Um, it is a best-selling author of The Obstacle in the Way. I I haven't read the book Obstacles in is the Way. Obstacle is the Way. I haven't read that book so maybe if this book is really really good I might I might read that book anyway uh, this is uh, I'm going to uh, for tonight maybe because I'm just starting you know like maybe I'm just I'm just reading uh, a few a few um, paragraph in the introduction introduction section okay let me just go there bear with me <laughs> 
Well, before I uh, before I read the introduction, let's see. Uh, the book has three parts. Uh, um, the first part is about the discipline of perception, where it has. Uh, what's so unique about this book is that it's it's uh, break it up into into dailies and and month. So it it start with the first month of January with the topic of clarity and then in February we'll be talking discussing about patient and emotions and then in March is about awareness and then in April is is about un- unbiased thought and that is uh, for first part second part we're going to be talking about the discipline of action um, and in May is right action in June problem solving in July duty in August pra- pragmatism and then the third part of the book is about the discipline of will and in se- in September we are going to I mean the book the book uh, you know the topic is about fortitude and resilience and in October it's going to be virtue and kindness November acceptance or amor fati and then in December meditation and mortality um, and also I think maybe in the conclusion kind of conclusion or summarization the book is going to be covered about staying stoic a model of late stoic practice and glossary of key terms and passage a word of translation, reference, and sources, and suggestion for future reading. And I forgot to mention it start with introduction. So that is what we're going to do tonight. Introduction. Let me read the first paragraph of the book. The private diaries of one of Rome's greatest emperors, the personal letter of one of Rome's best playwrights, and wisest power brokers, the lecturer of former slave and exile, turned influential teacher against all odds and the passing of some two millennia, this incredible document survived. So basically, uh, uh, it's saying that, you know, this book is from words of this uh, this greatest emperors very interesting you know to to see from their perception uh, Rome greatest emperors when was that how many how many years ago I don't even know I'm not good with history you know anyway paragraph what do they say could this ancient and obscure pages really contain anything relevant to modern life the answer it turns out is yes they contain some of the greatest wisdom in the history of the world third paragraph together these documents constitute the bedrock of what is known as stoic stoicism I'm sorry. Uh, an 
an ancient philosophy that was once one of the most popular civic disciplines in the West, practiced by the by the rich and the impoverished, the powerful and the struggling alike in the pursuit of the good life. But over the centuries, knowledge of this way of thinking, once essential to so many, slowly faded from view. Except to the most uh, avid seekers of wisdom, sto- Stoicism is either unknown or misunderstood. Indeed, it would be hard to find a word dealt a greater injustice at the hand of the English language than Stoic. To the average person, this vibrant, action-oriented, and paradigm-shifting way of living has become shorthand for emotionless. Given the fact that the mere mention of philosophy makes most nervous or bored, Stoic philosophy on the surface sounds like the last thing anyone would want to learn about, let alone, let alone urgently need in the course of daily life. I think this is really true, you know, like, I mean, coming from, you know, I, I grew up in Malaysia, I still remember, you know, like uh, when I was young, uh, my my father, my dad, he was very very. Is uh, we we were not coming from like a very rich or wealthy family. We were like very poor family, and it is really it shows in all her in all all of her, his uh, uh, philosophy of life you know it's all about st- uh, story i think uh, what this uh, in this introduction is saying that you know like nowadays people are not into this story anymore just because of people try to not to be um, strong um, or what do you call like a what was the word that I can uh, a Malay word it's called like a, it's, a, it's a negative of strong will like for example when you say you're strong will like you, you, you are willing to put put up with anything as, as long as you are successful but sometimes when uh, you know other people will feel that by you know if you like for example, you're, if you are so stand by your uh, philosophy or stand by what you think is correct, and and you don't have this kind of open, open-minded, you know, that's what maybe some other, uh, some people will argue that is you know like a stoic. If if you are more stoic, you may not be open-minded as someone who less uh, stoic just because of you. Uh, stoic people will tend to be um, you know stand with what they believe in more and it will be hard to sway them uh, to your your side uh, if let's say they already if, if let's say they are in the you know on or not on the same side as you anyway that is just what I'm thinking right now I might be interpreting it wrong but you know but um, well but this is this is a process I'll be learning 
while reading this book with you hopefully it's going to change my mind um, you know I don't right now I don't feel that uh, having a stoic uh, quality is a bad thing I'm just saying that sometimes if you're too stoic you might uh, limit yourself from being you know being open to new ideas uh, and such Anyway, let me just proceed with reading this uh, introduction. Um, what a sad fit for a philosophy that even one of its occasional critics, author Schopenhauer, apologize if I mispronounce the name, would describe as the highest point to which man can attain by the, by the mere use of his faculty of reason. Interesting. Our goal with this book is to restore stoic stoicism to its rightful place as a tool in the pursuit of self-mastery, perseverance, and wisdom, something one used to live a great life rather than its esoteric field of academic inquiry. Certainly, many of history's Great mind not only understood stoicism for what it, it, it truly is, they sought it out. George Washington, Walt Whitman, Frederick the Great, Eugene Delacroix, Adam Smith, Immanuel Kant, Thomas Jefferson, Matthew Arnold, Ambrose Pierce, Theodore Roosevelt, William Alexander Percy, Ralph Waldo Emerson, each read, studied, quote, or admired the Stoics. Um, just uh, before I proceed, I just want to let you guys know that I'm not going to do any editing or anything. I'm just going to post like this. So you'll be able to hear all the mistakes. If I mispronounce anything, I would I like to apologize. Uh, you know, uh, just please... Uh, Please forgive me because you know I'm not going to you know spend time to research on how, what is the right way to pronounce uh, words or names that I found in this book. Okay, let's proceed. The ancient Stoics themselves were no slouch. The names you encounter in this book, Marcus Aurelius, Epictetus, Seneca, belong to respective, respectively a Roman emperor. A former slave who triumphed to become an influential lecturer and friend of the Emperor Hadrian and a famous playwright and political advisor. There were stoics like Cato the Younger, who was an admired politician. Zeno was a prosperous merchant, as several stoics were. Clintus, Clintus was a former boxer and worked work as a waiter carrier to put himself through school. Chrysippus, whose writings are now completely lost but tallied more than 700 books, trained as a long-distance runner. Posidonius served as an ambassador. Musonius Rupus was a teacher and many others. Today, especially since the recent publication of The Obstacle is the Way, 
which is the book that the author also uh, wrote. Stoicism has found a new and diverse audience, ranging from the coaching staff of the New England Patriots and Seattle Seahawks to rapper LL Cool J and broadcaster Michelle Tafoya, as well as many professional athletes, CEOs, hedge fund managers, artists, executives, and public men and women. What have all these great men and women found within stoicism that others miss at? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that other missed. <laughs> sorry. I think I might be like really sleepy or something. That's why I feel like like uh, when I, you know, when I pronounce missed as miss at. <laughs> I'm sorry in advance anyway a great deal while academic often sees stoicism as an antiquate methodology of minor interest it has been the doers of the world who found that it provides much needed strength and stamina for their challenging life when journalist and civil war veteran Ambrose Pierce advised a young writer that studying the story would teach him how to be a worthy guest at the table of the gods. Or when the painter Eugene de, de la Cruz, famous of his painting Liberty Leading the People, called Stoicism his consoling religion. They were speaking from experience. So, was the brave abolitionist and colonel Thomas Wentworth Higginson who led the first all-black regiment in the U.S. Civil War and produced one of the more memorable translations of Epictetus. The southern painter and writer William Alexander Percy who led the rescue effort in the Great Flood of 1927 had a unique reference point when he said of Stoicism that when all of it lost, it stands fast. As would, as would the author and angel in- investor Tim Ferriss when he referred to stoicism as the ideal personal operating system. Other high-power executives like Jonathan Newhouse, CEO of Condé Nast International, have agreed. But it's the feel of fatal that stoicism seems to have been particularly well-designed. In 1965, as Captain Jim Stokill, future Medal of Honor recipient, parachuted from his shot up plane over Vietnam into what would ultimately be a half decade of torture and imprisonment, whose name was on his lips, Epictetus. Just as Frederick the Great reportedly wrote into battle, with the work of the historic in his saddlebags. So too did Marine and NATO commander General James MacDoc Mattis 
who carried the meditation of Marcus Aurelius with him on deployment in the Persian Gulf, Afghanistan, and Iraq. Iraq or Iraq? I think it's Iraq. Again, these weren't professors but practitioners and as practical philosophy, they found stoicism perfectly suited to their purpose. From Greece to Rome to today, Stoicism Stoicism was a school of philosophy founded in Athens by Zeno of Citium in the early 3rd century BC. Its name is derived from the Greek stoa, meaning porch, because because that's where Zeno first taught his students. The philosophy asserts that virtue, meaning chiefly the four cardinal virtues of self-control, courage, justice, and wisdom. Self-control, courage, justice, and wisdom is happiness, and it is our perception of things rather than the things themselves that cause most of our trouble. Wow! This is what I always believe. It just ends our perception of things. I like this book. This is very true, you know. This is very true. It just, you know, uh, when you see a glass half full, do you do you think it is the glass half full or half empty? Uh, which side are you? Are you looking it from which angle are you looking it from? You know that this is very interesting because it will help you from changing your negative thoughts to positive thought. If you're focusing on the positive thing, if you still have half glass full of water, that is already is going to make you, you know, one step ahead rather than trying to. Rather than seeing, you know, a glass half in empty, which is, uh, you know, which is not a good thing, and that is going to bog down to to your brain, uh, in thinking in uh, or or is going to make you unhappy, just because you you seeing that is a you know, maybe your goal is not achieved yet, so. I think it's all about perception. I would rather celebrate the small step that you make today rather than think about you know the problem of the challenges that you have encountered. Celebrate your, celebrate whatever, whatever, uh, baby step that you achieve because that is, that is worth a celebration. Okay, move moving on. Stoicism teach that we can't control or rely on anything outside what Epictetus call our reason choice, our ability to use our reason to choose how we categorize, respond, and reorient our reorient ourselves to external events. Early Stoicism was much closer to a comprehensive philosophy 
like other ancient schools whose name might be vaguely familiar. Epicureanism, Cynicism, Platonism, Skepticism, all of those are negative words. Proponents spoken of diverse topics including physics, logic, cosmology, and many others. One of the analogies favored by the Stoics to describe their philosophy was that of fertile field. Logic was a protective fence, physics was the field, and the crop and all his produce was ethics, or how we live. This interesting concept. As Stoicism progressed, however, it focused primarily on two of these topics, logic and ethics, making its own way from Greece to Rome. Stoicism became much more practical to fit the active, pragmatic life of the industrious Romans. As Marcus Aurelius would later observe, I was blessed when I set my heart on philosophy that I didn't fall, I didn't fall into the sophist trap, nor remove myself to the writer's desk, or chop logic, or busy myself with studying the heavens. Instead, he, the Epictetus, sorry, I must butcher the the pronunciation, the Epictetus, Epic. Titus and Seneca focus on series of questions not unlike the ones we continue to ask ourselves today. What is the best way to live? What do I do about my anger? What are my obligations to my fellow human beings? I'm afraid to die. Why is that? How can I deal with the difficult situation I face? How should I handle the success or power I hold? These weren't abstract questions. In their writings, often private letters or diaries, and in their lectures, the Stoics struggled to come with the real, actionable answer. They ultimately framed their work around a series of exercises in three critical disciplines. The discipline of perception, how we see and perceive the world around us. The discipline of action, the decision and action we take and to what end. And the third one is the discipline of will, how we, how we, how we deal with things we cannot change, attain clear and convincing judgment, and come to a true understanding of our place in the world. By controlling our perception, the Stoic tells us we can find mental clarity in directing our action properly and justly will, will be effective. In utilizing and aligning our will, we will find the wisdom and perspective to deal with anything the world puts before us. It was their belief that the that by strengthening themselves and their fellow citizens in this discipline, they could cultivate resilience, purpose, and even joy. Born in the tumultuous ancient world, Stoicism took in at the unpredictable nature of everyday life and offered a set of practical tools meant for daily, 
daily use. Our modern world may seem radically different than the painted porch or story porkily of the Athenian Agora in the Forum and Court of Rome, but the Stoic took great pains to remind themselves. See November 10th. We'll, we'll check November 10th. That they weren't facing things any different than their own forebears did, and that the future wouldn't radically alter the nature and end of human existence. One day is all days, and the stories like to say, and it's still true, which bring us to where we are right now. Next title, a philosophical book for the philosophical wife. Some of us are stressed, others are overworked. Perhaps you are struggling with the new responsibilities of parenthood, or the chaos of a new adventure, or you are already successful and grappling with the duties of power, power or or influence, wrestling with the addiction, deeply in love, or moving from one flawed relationship to another? Are you approaching your golden years or enjoying the spoil of youth, busy and active or bored out of your mind? Well, for me, right now I am in a state of try to think not try to think I'm I'm still thinking about uh, you know like venturing venturing to the new uh, to the second career of becoming a real estate agent um, I know based on the research that I've been doing for the past a week or so and I start doing this uh, you know about a uh, last about the last week about last uh, last week in seven seven days maybe more um, you know it 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 would cost me about one thousand three hundred to take um, the course and then um, take the you know the exam register to the exam register to the fingerprint and then uh, a few hundred uh, to to do the uh, post course or post license so that um, I I don't have to you know like I have to do it within the next two years after the, I pass the state exam so those those kind of fees that I have to like spend and then it also include you know the payment that I have to do for the broker and uh, MLS um fees which is about 400 something uh, or maybe 300 something yearly and then the broker like monthly fee or so so that total for 1300 I don't know why I'm, I'm telling you all about this but I'm just sharing you know like we we, t- we are looking at the first paragraph in uh, about you know where are you right now so I just want to you know like share where I am right now I still have my 
I still have my full-time job and I still have my second part-time job and now I'm thinking of doing the third one which is more like a part-time of studying to get my license in real estate exam I was, I'm still debating and thinking because I'm not sure you know like you know I it's a lot of money it's not a lot of uh, money up front and then it will also be still a lot of money even after i got i got my license because you know i would need a, a some capital to start you know like a it's like when you start your new business you would need uh capital for to do for example your business card to do the sign up uh for house selling or something you know like i i don't have a car so that's an, it's another thing that i need to think about uh you know try to get a new car or something you know so then it'll be easier for me to go from one place to another so that's why i want to make sure that this is really what i want to do um which i think this is i'm at like 80% 80% think that i would do it Maybe by tomorrow I'll have a solid, um, solid um, decision. Um, who knows? I'm hoping I have a solid decision by the, by by tomorrow. Anyway, let's proceed. It's uh another one more page before we finish the introduction. Okay, so whatever it. it It is whatever you're going through. There is wisdom from the story that can help. In fact, in many cases, they have addressed it explicitly in terms that feel shockingly modern. That's what we are going to focus on in this book. Drawing directly from the story canon, we we present present a selection of original translation of the greatest passage from the major from the three major major, major figures of late stoicism Seneca, Epictetus and Marcus Aurelius along with a few assorted saying from their stoic predecessor Zeno, Cleantus, Chrysippus, M- Musonius and Hecato. I think I picked the wrong book to read to you, just because you know, like all all of the words over here that is I'm not I'm not familiar at all. This is like the first time I'm looking, I'm seeing at it and try to pronounce it. I know, like maybe eighty percent of the word that I say is already wrong already, but you know, um, that that is that is you know, it's like. I cannot I cannot do anything because you know like the rule for for me to do this is I'm not going to do the any any anything or anything I'm just going to post like it is so you you're just going to you know uh, accept this <laughs> okay let's proceed accompanying each quotation is our attempt to tell a story provide context ask a question prompt an exercise or explain this perspective of the stoic who said it so that you may find deeper understanding of whatever answers you are seeking so i'm also hoping you know like the same with the author what the author are hoping so we we will get some answers so maybe you know but with me 
reading and thinking out loud like this we may we we will be able to you know get into some discussion of um um some discussion or brainstorming and try to find the answer to the question by using all the exercise that is in this book okay next paragraph the work of the story have always been fresh and current regardless of the historical app and the flow of their popular popularity it was not our intention with this book to fix them or modernize them or freshen them freshen them up there are many excellent translation out there instead we sought to organize and present I think it's present present the vast collective wisdom of the story into as digestible accessible and coherent a form of a form as possible one can and should pick up the original work of the stoic in whole form see suggestion for further reading in the back of this book in the meantime here for the busy and active reader we have attempted to produce a daily devotional that it is a functional and to the point as the philosophers behind it and in the stoic tradition we added material to provoke and facilitate the asking of this question organized along the line of these three discipline perception action and will and then further divided into important teams within those discipline you'll find that each month will stress a particular trait and each day will offer a new way to think or act the areas of great interest of to the stoic all make the appearance here virtue mortality emotions self-awareness fortitude right action problem solving acceptance mental clarity pragmatism unbiased thought and duty the stoic were pioneer of pioneers of the morning and nightly ritual preparation in the morning reflection in the evening we have written this book to be helpful with both our meditation per day for every day of the year including an extra day for leap years if you feel so inclined pay with a notebook to be caught and articulate your thoughts and reaction see january 21st and 22nd and december 22nd just as the stoic often did we also created a durable companion to this book for daily diaries the daily stoic journal we recommend that you begin on the page with the date you are presently reading the, this book and continue to read the corresponding entry for each date as you move through the year returning to the beginning of the book at the new year many readers report reading all the way through first and then severing each day at a time on their second reading that uh, how you you read the book won't change it, its power the aim of this hand-on approach to philosophy is to help you live a better life it is our hope that there is not a word in this book that can't or shouldn't to paraphrase Seneca be turned into works
to that end we offer this book okay let me just reread what it says over here okay so the author recommend that uh, i begin on the page with the date you are presently reading this book and continue to read the corresponding entry for each date as you move through the year and then returning to the beginning of the book at the new year okay so today is february 9 if i read to you what's on the february 9 i'm i know that you know toward the end he uh he said that is fine however you want to read it but i'm just going to you know like start with february 9 read what's on the february 9 i'm sorry because now it's already been 40 minutes are you going to uh you have listened to me in you know 40 minutes so i'm just going to read what's on february 9 and then uh beginning tomorrow i will uh read on february 10 because 10 is tomorrow and then also read what's on uh, january 1st that is so that we can catch up you know what we miss in the month of january um, and you know what february 8 is really really what make I love February 8 just it was yesterday right it was February 8 it was yesterday and it was my birthday so let's start with what on February 8 <laughs> sorry i'm not i'm not cheating or anything but you know i love today i love today because it was my birthday right i mean can you blame me on that no please don't all right okay so February 8 did that make you feel better Yes. Reading what on this page make me feel better. You cry. I'm suffering severe pain. Are you then relieved from feeling it? If you beat it in an unmanly way. Seneca Moral Letter 7878 you cry i'm suffering severe pain are you then relieved from feeling it if you bear it in an unmanly way the next time someone get upset near you crying yelling breaking something being pointed or crow watch how quickly this statement will start will stop them crow I hope this is making you feel be- I hope this is making you feel better because of course it isn't only in the bubble of extreme emotion can we justify any of that kind of behavior and when called to account for it we should we usually feel sheepish or embarrassed it's worth applying that standard to yourself the next time you find yourself in the middle of a freak out or moaning and groaning with flu like symptom or crying tears of regret just ask is this actually making me feel better is this actually relieving any of the symptom i wish were gone well maybe i can you know like 
of course I don't I don't think that you know like throwing tantrum or screaming or yelling uh, uh, at others will make you like will make the problem go away but I do feel sometimes you know sometimes you know when you can't control your emotion I don't I don't I don't see why I mean why it's wrong to to cry I would just cry you know let let out let 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 it out let it out of your emotion and then take a deep breath and then try to think clearly what will be the next baby step that that you should be do- doing to help resolve the problem of course of course i mean i totally agree you know that throwing tantrum crying or yelling is not going to solve the problem but sometimes you know like don't be too hard on yourself and try to be you know like Oh no, I have to be strong. I cannot cry, cannot show my emotion. No, I I don't agree with that. I don't think that is the right thing to do. I mean, we have to acknowledge that each of us each of us are human. I mean, self-love is one of the most important thing that each and every one of us should value. We should love yours. We should love our own self. We should If we don't love ourselves, and how can you expect other people will love you? So, just love yourself. I hope this makes sense to you. All right. So let's go to the what's on the February nine. February nine is uh, the words for it is like you don't have to have an opinion. Wow. Seriously, you don't have to have an opinion. Okay, let's read. We have the power to hold no opinion about a thing and to not let it upset our state of mind for things have no natural power to shape our judgment. Marcus Aurelius Meditation 652 Hmm. Alright, let's read what it said. Here's a funny exercise. Think about all the upsetting things you don't know about. Stuff people might have said about you behind your back. Instead, you might have made that never come to your attention. Things you dropped or lost without even realizing it. What's your reaction? You don't have one because you don't know about it. In other words, it is possible to hold no opinion about a negative thing. You just need to cultivate that power instead of wielding it accidentally. Especially when having an opinion is likely to make us aggravated. Practice the ability of having absolutely no thoughts about something. Act as if you had no idea it even occurred or that you have never heard of it before. Let it become irrelevant to non-existent to you. It will be a lot less powerful this way. Wow. I think this is very wise. It's very wise. Something, uh, sometimes we are, we are, you know, like, we, we, we try to judge ourselves in, 
to the extreme level of thing you know we we are trying to be too hard on ourselves i mean this is very true you know uh just think if if things that we don't know if we're not going to be upset about it if we don't hear you know see you know someone said something bad about us we have no reaction to it so this so in this exercise is going you are going to you know try to try to uh well try to make make it that it's not relevant to you i know it's hard it might be hard for me to do as well but i'm going to try maybe tomorrow when i read uh what's on the the uh, what's on this tomorrow well i'll i'll i will be able to uh, share with you all what's my uh, reflection on this after i've tried this exercise many times you know uh, for example what what happened in the world today try to not to hold any opinion about it try not to have a especially on the negative thing try not i think the main point of the, this exercise is try to uh, like a build a wall around yourself so that no one can touch you okay by by not giving by not uh, sometimes when we when we try to give an opinion on something we you know especially on the bad thing we cannot control our emotion and we when it's so easy for us to get angry just because of of that negative thing so i i wouldn't say try to avoid it because you know but maybe sometimes you know if you cannot like um if you cannot hold your opinion on that negative thing maybe just maybe in, uh, as a baby step try to uh, avoid that negative thing try to confront it so that you don't have to have an opinion but i think the main goal for this is try to not to hold any uh, opinion about a negative things and then because we need to cultivate uh, the power uh, the power in it uh, to absolutely I mean to practice the ability of not having any thoughts about something okay like you don't have to have an opinion that is that is that is very strange very strange but I think I think there is a truth behind it you know like the more you can control yourself the better you'll be able to to Uh, tackle the the whatever obstacle rejection that come come to you I'm just going to read this one more time we have the power to hold no opinion about a thing and to not let it upset our state of mind for things have no natural power to shape our judgment Okay, I think that it's for tonight and you know um 
I'm sure you know by by the time we finish reading this book, uh, I'm going to grow. I I don't. I hope it's going to grow to the to the to the better me because that is the reason why you know I start reading this self growth book um, to find you know like to find wisdoms to be more persevere persevere and to live a better life so um, anyway it has been like 52 minutes thank you for staying with me uh, thank you for staying with me um, I hope you uh, I hope uh, you'll be able to you know come and listen to me again uh, tomorrow night which I plan to publish this uh, at about the same time just before I go to bed I, I plan to read uh, it may not be as long as tonight because tonight is the, the first night and then I start with reading like uh, about four pages of introduction you know and with adding my reflection on it or reaction to it that make it longer but I'm glad I did this so I hope to continue doing this every day and make it consistent consistent is the key um, and you know some people will try to do this on YouTube but I think having it as a as a podcast like this might be better for me um, because I don't have to you know like uh, to on my camera or anything you just hear my voice um, and uh, I just want to share one thing before I go things that I learned about the successful habit of uh, I was watching this uh, YouTube earlier about this millionaire and then uh, he shared with us I mean he shared uh, on his channel about the seven habit habits that he does every day uh, to uh, to live a fulfilled life which I think is very inspiring so I just want to share to share with you all of the seven things that he does I'll, I'll start doing this as well but number one is short and having short and long-term goals make sure you write it down you know what is your uh, what is your long-term goals what is your short-term short-term goals you know divide it if you know like in the first uh, what you want to accomplish in the in the next five years in the next tense here and then write it down because once you write it down it's going to better stick in, in your mind and you will think about you know what is the next action that you would have to do to be able to achieve your goal goal either short or long term you know you pick whatever you that you want to become your goal is fine um, and then the second habit uh, is create a to-do list every single day uh, and tomorrow morning when I wake up I think that is the thing I'm going to do I will create a single uh, a to-do list of what I plan to accomplish on that day hopefully I'll be able to share with you in my reflection uh, when I read this book uh, with you uh, and then the third one is meditation 
you don't have to do like that uh, you know like long time meditation like 15 minutes meditation but make sure you do that every single day uh, na- number four consistent consistent sleep schedule so i plan to sleep at 9 p.m it might be too early for some of you but that is my uh, my schedule i want to stick with it and be- make it consistent sleep at subscription to the gym so but i live next to the beach so maybe i will go and walk to the beach maybe not that not that far or maybe i just walk inside my house make sure that i have at least you know like 5000 steps or so inside my house while i i wait to you we'll see i mean i i i, I don't think i'll be able to promise that i'm going to do with you but you know like i'll try to make it happen and number six is i find this is very interesting because i have been doing this already i mean um, but I, i wasn't consistent but you know don't pro- procrastinate and then The, the rule that he was sharing is about two minutes rule I, and I'm very familiar with this two minutes rule the rule says that if you can do that task in less than two minutes do it right now so and you know I've been doing that you know that's how I feel I've been able to become you know more productive by just applying this rule in my every everyday life you know um, you know like if For example, if you uh, texting your friends about the uh, about something, will take just about less than two minutes. Just do it right away. Don't procrastinate. You know, if uh, picking up that trash will take you less than two minutes, you know, do it right away rather than wait until later and it's going to get more clutter. Number seven. This is the last one, which is I think is very very important. Is be consistent. You know, like early this year, I already have. You know, I already have um, um like my New Year resolution of reading a uh, a book. I have as I my plan is to read at least one one book uh, a week. And uh, I use uh, Audible, and I find that using Audible is very, very good uh, because I can kind of like multitask uh, while listening to something, and then uh, listening to something while I'm doing, you know, like I, I'm either walking or exercising or doing some house chore. I could still uh, listen to the book, which I think is very, very. Uh, I, it's it's good for my time management, you know, because I'm a very super busy uh, woman. Anyway, I, I'm just want. I just want to to say that I'm so proud that uh, I already finished reading at least four books. Um, I finished uh, reading um, a book of. By Robert Kiyosaki, uh, Rich Dad Poor Dad, and also because I love the book so much, I read 
oh i listened to the second book about the uh about the fourth the four quadrants uh i almost finished for that book i i about maybe about another half an hour that i need to listen to finish the book but even after i finished those two book i feel that i need to re-listen to the book again it's just so much information that you need to digest but those two book that m-